Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking About Birds, the only Cardinal podcast shakier than Wilson Contreras behind the plate. My name is Nate Heininger, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Samorka. Hey, everybody. And this week, we are going to be talking about all the recent off-season moves. Ben, the hot stove is lit. Mamma mia. If you have an idea for the opening bit, tweet us at talk about birds. So last week we, we got together, you and I, like we do every week now. And we, we lamented yeah. how boring the off season had been. You know, we knew of course it's Thanksgiving and, and all that, but still it was a particularly slow moment. Don't worry. <laughs> of course we still put together an hour and 40 minutes of content, but, uh, <laughs> We we did. Um, I think we started with ten minutes of Thanksgiving content. Well, yeah. first me stating that I don't even like Thanksgiving, but we you know yeah. we got there. We got there. So uh, this week, uh, wow, what a change! We actually have a whole bunch of stuff to talk. Too about. much. Too much. Uh, the winter meetings are coming to a close. John Mazalak went into the winter meetings, stating he had the objective of solving the catcher position. And that has been solved. Yeah. Um, but I think before that, let's 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 hit the biggest thing probably of the uh, of probably the the entire off season, which was the uh, the drama around Aaron Judge. Yeah. And then the eventual signing to a absolutely insane contract. Uh, th- there are two things stood out to me. One the false alarm from, I think it was John Heyman saying he was going to the giants, God, which is dropping all, an egg all over Twitter. Yeah. Like what all time bad tweet. And then he also yeah. called him arson, arson judge, arson judge signs with the giants or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's entered into meme hall of fame. Arson yes. judge is going to be something that we're hearing about for, for the rest of our lives. But I, uh, you know, he's, he says he's going to the giants, which, was some good drama. Um, the the Giants have tried and failed to sign a lot of big free agents over the last few years, so it seemed like finally they'd got their guy. And uh, nope, he is staying with the Yankees. Uh, after Judge bet on himself a decision that you and I uh, both thought was stupid, yeah, <laughs> like most people did. The Yankees thought was stupid. They thought it was yeah. so stupid. They publicly said it was stupid, basically, by yeah. uh, by releasing the uh, the contract numbers. And here we are, nine years, three hundred and sixty million dollars. Man, it's a cool forty a year. Um, for until I mean, he's forty, until, until he is forty years old, he is yeah. coming into the season at thirty one. I think he changes. I, th- I think he uh, turns thirty two mid season. Can you like? I know. Yeah. Like what's crazy is that Aaron judges move was so savvy and he had such a good year. I mean, he had the best non bonzian year in the past, (laughs) what 
three decades. I, I don't know yeah. how to like, so, so he, he did that. He had the home run race. He plays in the biggest city in the country for the, one of the most important sports teams in the world still performed bet on himself and made $40 million a year. He increased his w- overall guarantee by what? Like 150 and, uh, million, uh, 160 around million? 150. Yeah. Uh, was it someone, I think it was Buster only called it a total surrender by the Yankees. (laughs) It was, it was, he had the Yankees, like I just said, the most powerful sports franchise in all the land. He had them by the balls. Like they had no other option. What are they going to do? If the Yankees don't sign Aaron judge, what is their move outside of that? Like it really did not to mention, you know, Aaron Judge is now going to be wearing the C on his jersey. He is now the uh, the captain of the Yankees, taking that over from Derek Jeter. Who there was a gap in between, you know, those two playing or uh, Jeter playing. Like he he bet on. I, I I don't think I think it's completely unprecedented. I don't. I cannot think of a situation where a team was put in a position where the guy he just kind of sitting back and like. You know, and he's he's uh, uh like, you know, kind of like petting his cat and like, you know, evil laughing <laughs> to himself in some boardroom somewhere. And, and then also the little flights out to San Diego, the flight out to San Francisco where the reporter caught him coming out of the hotel saying, you know, Aaron, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm just seeing family like all these little games he played and it all worked perfectly yeah. for him. Like it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, guys, it's not uncommon for uh, guys to bet on themselves, right? We hear that all the time, um, but I, I've never—I don't think we've ever seen it to this degree of stakes, where someone turned down what most thought was an overpay in the first place, yeah. and then having—I mean, truly an incredible season. And yeah, I mean, the, the contract's insane. It's probably going to be bad for the Yankees, like maybe quickly, um, but. Good for Aaron Judge. Yeah. And the Yankees will be fine. They've got more money than, you know, they'll be fine. Yeah. And I think, like, what what I'm also kind of excited about, and just because I think this is the baseball, uh, uh, I don't know, landscape that you and I grew up in and that we think of, like, or I guess the Yankees' reputation is what I'm getting. It's kind of a return to form from them being yeah. like, nope, we're the New York Yankees. I don't care if it costs $40 million a year into your age 40. We know for a fact this is not going to age well. We're the New York Yankees. We're ponying up. We want the guy that's going to be on every, you know, magazine, every every front page yeah. of the paper. This is our guy. Um, yeah, I saw someone say, like, if the Yankees can't outbid everyone, then what are they even good for at this point? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed like Hal Steinbrenner got involved. Like, I mean, you have to, when you're talking about a deal of this magnitude. Um, and I like, it sounds, you know, it's like his dad came out in him a little bit. He was, I'm, I'm going to throw money at this problem. I don't care. I'm involved. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And, uh, Brian Cashman said like, we don't really have a plan B. Uh, you know, cause it, it would be a, like a total what roster do you, rebuild. Do you go if, get Brandon Nimmo. Like what, what do you do if you don't get Aaron judge? Well, and they weren't even that good. Like he is that team at this yes. point. They, they were, they looked like the best team in baseball for the first few months of, of last season. And then basically the entire second half of the season, they were trash except for Aaron judge. I mean, the, the it was like a, like everyone 
outside of Aaron judge had a WRC plus of like 80 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like the team, <laughs> I, but I think he, he alone lifted them. It, I think it, it was, was Dan Zimbrowski that said, uh, it was Aaron judge and the equivalent of the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh pirates for the second half of the, uh, Yankee season. Um, yeah. And they still and, won yeah, a bunch I mean, of games. Yeah, they did. <laughs> he was he was so good. Yeah. And their pitching staff is still going to be good. But um, yeah, I mean, he is the team. He's the offense. They frankly still need to do more if they really expect to compete in the uh in the AL with with the uh, the Astros and and some of the other teams that are continuing to rebuild. But like yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm excited for it. I'm also glad that he's not a giant. Uh, you know, just don't have to play him very much. I know. I, getting able to watch him in course uh, from from my uh, seat would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, um, that's Aaron true. Judge getting. I don't know. I, I can't even uh, how whatever the the games are all changed, but watching him seven or eight games a year in Coors Field and hitting five hundred foot bombs would have been great for me personally. Um, and I also do. I, I do think it is just generally entertaining when somebody like him leaves. Um, but I wonder also, like, to bring it back to the Cardinals, like. Do you think any part of him was thinking about Albert Pujols, Pujols when they, he was signing this contract? Like, do I want to go out West and play with a team um, and maybe, you know, not necessarily be forgotten by Yankees fans, but kind of be out of that light, out of that, like being held in that level of reverie? Um, or do I want to stick, you know, with with the team? Because by all accounts, he got larger offers from the Padres and the Giants. He lost a little bit. I mean, we, we've talked about this principle a few times. Like when you're talking 350 plus million dollars, does another 50 or another 20, does that even right. really matter? Um, but by all accounts, he, he took a, a slight home discount. Um, even though we're talking about the most insane deal for a well, year old player. State taxes in California are pretty high. So yeah. there is that element too. Um, but yeah, I have to imagine to some degree, I don't know if people think about Pujols specifically, but that the entire these guys once they get to this level, you know their legacy, right. right, is something that you think a lot about, or at least I think some people think a lot about. I do think it's interesting. Like Judge, obviously, he's coming off of this incredible season. He had a good year last year, and then he won the Rookie of the Year, of course, uh, one of the best rookie seasons. But he also had several years of downtime and. Yeah. Um, and he's already 31 or will be 31 or 32 or whatever. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'd almost be thinking of it in the other way. Like New York is the worst market to be like, not elite in, Yeah, you know? And so I, it almost makes you think like, I don't know if you're worried about your legacy, you could go to San Francisco and blend in a little bit more. Sure. And it's not like, and going to San Francisco is not the same as going to the Angels. You know, San Francisco yeah. is a a more storied, more successful uh, franchise. But obviously, he's not a kind of guy. He he literally just famously bet on himself and yeah. and and did really well off of it. He's probably not. Th he's he's thinking, I want to be in New York to be the most popular guy in New York for the rest of right. my career. Um, yeah, and like but, like yeah, Albert's. Albert is, I, I would guess it's, it's basically a guarantee that Pujols will have a statue in front of Bush, uh, by Stan and Ozzy and all those guys at some point, maybe around his induction to the hall of fame or, or maybe sooner. Like if, if Aaron judge goes out to the giants and spends the remainder of his career, uh, on, on, on the West coast or just not with the Yankees, like 
is he still on track to get, you know, something in their little monument park out in the outfield? Like, is he going into the hall if he is no. going to be Hall of Fame worthy with a Yankees cap? Like, probably not. And uh, I don't know, like, it seems insane for any individual to think along those lines. But like you just said, like, obviously, Aaron Judge thinks very highly of himself and is extremely confident in his, his ability. So, like, I do wonder what kind like, yeah. if those type of legacy type that really do weigh in. I mean, they must, right? Like, especially when you see Babe Ruth and, and Derek Jeter and, and all these like all time greats with their little plaques out there in the outfield. I, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I do uh, looking into it a little bit. I want to be, you know, a little more fair to him. His worst year outside of 2020, uh, he still put up 4.3 F4. So even like his worst years, he's been, you know, <laughs> really good. It's mostly been yeah. injuries. Um, but when you talk about the hall of fame, um, He's at 36.1 F4. Normally, you're trying to get to around 60. So, you know, if he has a good next five years, he definitely is on track for it. Um, but that's I mean, a lot of, you know, if he, that's a if lot he of, puts up two more 8, 9, 10, 11 war yeah. seasons, then lock that thing up. It's well, done, yeah, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it all depends on what you're getting from him. He just did 11.4. Yeah. So, you know, a third of his F4 came from the last uh, 162 games, 157 games, you know. So so, so we, sh- we should move on. There's a lot of other stuff to talk about. But Aaron Judge put up. In his uh, rookie year, when he won rookie of the year, like you're talking about, he put up 8.7 uh, fan graphs war. Do you think at any point over the length of the contract over the next nine years that Aaron Judge eclipses or matches 8.7 war? I think I'll give him one more of those. Okay. I think, I mean, he. I'm mostly betting on the odds is just how unlikely that is just in general. Yeah. But I mean, what an incredible season he just had. I mean, he did absolutely everything phenomenally. <laughs> you know, he like, was even it, playing center field. I know. Like, people just, don't it, talk about that. He was a center yeah. fielder for like a good chunk of the year. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I mean, he, what, he hit 311. He had a nearly 16% walk rate. Um, you know, a 340 bad bit, but his career average is 314. So a little lucky, you know, maybe his batting yeah. average comes down a little bit. You know, oh no, he hits 280 and 50 bombs, I guess. You yeah. know, I don't I don't know what the new floor for him looks like after what he did last year. Um, but you know, I will he eclipse 10 again? Probably not. That seems unlikely, just statistically speaking, but I'll give him another 8.7. But Health yeah. is the big thing, you know, yeah. he's, he's a big, weird tank human and you know, he could break like he did a couple times already. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we're a Cardinal podcast. I just like the judge stuff was so fascinating and it's, you know, it's, a, it's arguably the biggest story of the off season yeah. and, it, yeah. and it's done now. So wanted to cover it up, up front, but let's talk about, uh, the biggest free agent signing in Cardinal history, uh, <laughs> which is true, uh, which it, which it, is, it is, it yeah. is true. I don't love that. It is true, but it is. Yeah, it's true. As long as you, without the caveat of, um, someone who's never played for the Cardinals before. Right. right? Yeah. So obviously we have the, uh, 
um, Goldie extension and holiday and, not, and holiday and they're yeah. not, you know, I mean, pools way back in the day was yeah. more than this, you know, but, yeah. um, but anyway, so, uh, Cardinals have signed Wilson Contreras five years, uh, average 17.5 AAV. Uh, it's been an interesting couple days. I I'm sure like, uh, Ben and I, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably were pretty glued to, uh, whatever your news source of, of, you know, oh choice is. And, um, it's been an interesting couple of days. Uh, if you asked me yesterday, I would have said, Sean Murphy, here we go. Yeah. It's happening, you know, and then, uh, and then all we'll talk about it in a minute, but like, so, apparently something happened, something changed. And here we are with, uh, former cub great. Uh, Wilson Contreras says the new catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, yeah. And this only happened a few hours ago. What's your hot take? How are you feeling about this? Yeah. You know, we talked about the, like, I, I think it makes sense to talk about this on like the 30,000 foot view. And that was that the Cardinals had a, a massive, massive glaring hole in catcher. We talked about how little Yachty played, even though he was a good defender still and a, a very, a very solid, uh, framer. Um, for his limited play last year, we talked about how bad Andrew Kisner was on all sides of the ball, uh, framing, throwing, hitting. Um, I don't know. He was good at post game interviews, I guess. If I, if I want to be nice, I think he's a nice, charming young man. Um, yeah, everybody's been talking about how bad Wilson Contreras is at aspects of being a catcher and uh he's still better than kisner in almost if not all of them ever like across the board so yeah and so it's it's not even close and and we're basically turning you know what was a negative i think the cardinals catchers put up negative six war last year um to a player who i think you can very reasonably expect three ish war i i would say two and a half to three and a half like maybe he maxes out at four um, five in like a career year, which we're probably past that, uh, happening like him, him getting any better. Although if you dig into his batter bro- ball profile, there are some things to really like. Um, so yeah, it is, it is an obvious good thing. And I think like a, a way that I bet you John Mosellock is talking about this and a way that it probably should be framed is that the Cardinals had a glaring hole with their team an obvious hole, and they went out and signed the best free agent at that position um, for a deal that I think you could say is fairly reasonable. Like, is are, are the Cardinals going to get surplus value on that deal? I think almost guaranteed um, at that $17.5 million deal a year, uh, which is crazy because that's like five million or $500,000 or more a year than Matt Holiday. Ho- oh, geez. Than Matt Holiday was getting paid yeah. back in the day. But that just speaks to, you know, just how that. baseball salaries have changed, and also the spending that's been going on this, this winter. I think this offseason is is wild. I, the total spend is already over a billion dollars, and like outside of Trey Turner and Aaron Judge, now like the vast majority of marquee free agents are still available. Um, yeah, and yeah, I, I haven't seen the like recent recalculation of this number, but not that long ago the average sort of spend per, per war was around eight to $9 million. Right. Um, I, I bet it's more like 10 to 11 at this point. So as long as Contreras puts up somewhere around two a four, you're, you're getting your money back on that production. And I, yeah. I, 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 we'd it, it'd have to go pretty poorly um, for him not to at least put that up. 
um, like you were saying. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to be like consistent here. Contreras was pretty far down on my list of like who I really wanted the Cardinals to go for. But the the fact of him being the absolute best option on the free agent market and the Cardinals getting him, it is really hard to complain about that yeah. because we don't know what happened behind the scenes and all these other options. And if you're not signing Contreras and you're not able to make one of these trades, um, like what do we, we cannot go another season with Kisner as the starter. So it, like, if you're going to sign a free agent, get the best one possible. I mean, yeah. I know there's an argument for like a stopgap Vasquez or Narvaez or whatever, but no, this like, I think we're, we're also viewing this through the lens of Cardinal fans, which we have, we and the organization have always talked about how defense from the catcher position is a, is a premium. It's a primary goal of the St. Louis Cardinals. And that was always really easy for us to say, cause we had Yadier Molina, but you know, this is the post Yadi world. And so if you can't get elite defense, um, how about getting the best hitting catcher, um, outside of, you know, like a real Muto or, um, I mean, there's a couple guys out there that would contend to be better than, um, than Contreras, but uh, I mean, Real Muto's contract was three years ago and forty million dollars more than this, you right. know. So, yeah, and like um, we're you know we're we've gotten Yachty has everything that Cardinals fans know, right? But if you're talking about production, war, the the kind of things that front offices are looking at very very closely these days, we haven't gotten the kind of production that Wilson Contreras Contreras will provide since like. I don't know, like 2018 when Yachty no, was still so hitting a little bit. I was, I, I was just looking at this while we've been talking. So I'm going to run down. Um, if we're just talking offensive, right? So WRC plus um, in 2014, he had a one Oh two. So league average uh, in 2015, he had an 81 in 2016. Bounce back year, he had a 114. It was a great year. Um, and then speed run the next six seasons. 95, 105, 88, 83, 83, 51. Now, to contrast that, uh, Wilson Contreras, his entire career, uh, 126, 122, 101, 126, 110, 111, 132, and that being yeah. last year. So, um, I mean, it, it's that is a significant difference, uh, and one that I think we will notice pretty quickly when he w once this lineup gets going. I mean, having him batting what fifth, sixth, maybe depending yeah. on how Tyler O'Neill is uh, playing is going to be a significant improvement to this, to this lineup to an already good run scoring team. I mean, it, it's, it's a huge upgrade that can't be understated. Now, one other point I want to make before we talk about maybe some of the downsides too, he is 30, um, but he's only played 730 games in at the major league level. So while there's just, you know, elements of aging that it doesn't matter how much you've played, you know, being 30, you're not as, um, 
fit as like a 25 year old or whatever. But like, as far as catchers go and as far as just games on the field go, that's pretty low for his age. And he just had the best season of his career. So there's an argument to be made that there are better seasons coming for him. Um, and I, we are an optimistic podcast. So I choose to say we're getting him right at the beginning of the, of the peak, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think ex- especially when you look into the offensive profile, I think there are apps there without a doubt, there are things to be excited about. And I think without a doubt, um, however that, production comes it is not going to be the way in which Cardinals fans are used to it but the production is going to come um and really you know in 162 that is what you're looking for you're looking for value add and especially like finding a catcher that can hit we talked about this there's like five of them maybe six um depending on how much you believe in some of these like uh up-and-comer people but the list is short for a guy that can actually contribute or not on offense and legitimately catch the baseball. And yeah. Wilson Contreras can do those things. Like we are, this is going to be a downgrade comparing to Yachty, who is a generational, one of the best defensive catchers of all time, obviously. And he is in the bottom third of catch defensive catchers in major league baseball. But this, it's not like we're putting behind like a, an emergency catcher or anything like that. He's got a great pop time. He has a super powerful arm. I, I think I looked it up. He has the he had the ninth uh, ninth fastest average throw speed according to Baseball Savant last year. Um, so like he's toolsy. He's he's got things that yeah. you want. Um, I saw also, but it's going to be a downgrade. Uh, he has is like double the next highest. Um, in back pick attempts, yeah, which uh, that's going to be fun. We're going to love that, you know. Yeah. That's that stuff Yachty would do that we loved. Um, so yeah, it's different. Um, but I'm for it, you know. I, I like, especially so if we can talk about the trade side of it. Like, we don't know what the A's wanted for Murphy, and we don't know what the Blue Jays wanted for any of their three catchers. Yeah, but both of those teams have as much an excuse to not trade those guys as they do have to trade them. Right. You could argue maybe with the blue Jays, like, do they really need three? But one of them is still essentially, you know, a rookie. They can just keep him in triple a while and yeah. let him continue to develop. And the A's Murphy still has three years of control. They could maybe get a better package at a trade deadline or even another year. What if he has an even bigger year this year? Like they are well, not, they don't have to trade him. So not, who knows yeah. what they were asking for? And I think that's the important part is not only do they not need to trade him, he's not expensive yet. They have no sense of urgency. It's not like like they can get Sean Murphy and Shay Lang- Langoliers, Langoliers, Langoliers. They're, I think it's Langoliers. It's a cool last name. <laughs> it is a cool last name. It's hard for yeah. my Midwestern Mel to wrap around it. But uh, like they have no, they're they're not trying to win. They're far away from winning. Um, they are in the mode where they need to collect the best packages they can possibly get. And yeah, you're hundred percent right. Like we know for a fact that you're going like, let's say they do end up trading him um, this, uh, uh, this uh, 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 trading deadline. Like you're going to get probably a dollar 50 on a dollar for Sean Murphy at the trading deadline. than when you would get probably a dollar for a dollar here. So I'm sure that the A's were waiting to be blown away. 
I'm sure that being blown away includes Jordan Walker or Mason Wynn or some combination of those players. And, yeah. and I think that's the most important thing to think about is if it is going to cost Jordan Walker plus, I mean, I kind of like being a little schmog and smog, smog and hoarding my prospect gold um, rather than, you know, kind of shelling it out. Uh, and I mean, the conversation also needs to go back to Ivan Herrera. Like, where does he like how much are we going to or I guess let me take a step back. Wilson Contreras is not going to start 162 games behind home plate this year. So he's probably going to start a hundred ish. He's probably going to DH some who is picking up that third of the season. And I have a, a big question around that. Um, uh, cause I really well, don't want it to be Andrew Kisner. I know. Um, well, so, so Contreras only started 73 games as a, as a catcher last year. Right. And he started somewhere around 40 as a DH. Um, and so a lot of people have been pointing to that, like, Oh, we needed a catcher and we went and got a part-time catcher. And, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, but also the Cubs were in a weird spot last year too. They weren't necessarily trying to win. Uh, they should have traded Contreras. Although of course now they get a draft pick from the Cardinals for this signing. But anyway, um, they were not a team that was trying to win every single game. So the use, the usage is just going to be different between the two teams. Um, but to your point, like, okay, maybe he starts more than 73 but he's still probably not starting 120 or even, you know, he's probably not starting 130 or even 120. Uh, what I would love to see is Yvonne Herrera. Uh, like I, I don't, we don't know enough about what happened last year to know why he got so pushed back down. Like why did Austin Romine need to be signed? Right. We got little bits of information about game readiness and game preparation um, but he's also only 22, incredibly young for, uh, any baseball player, let alone a catcher catchers are usually coming into the league, uh, later because it takes so long to develop that element of the skill set. So it, this could be the plan where you bring in this guy, he's veteran, you know, he, he might not be the best defensive catcher, but he has everything else. He has all the intangible stuff. Everyone keeps talking about the fire in his belly and whatnot, which is <laughs> which is fun, you know. I it's not not everything, but you'd prefer it over like a Colby Rasmus, right? Um, <laughs> opposite of a fire. Well, well, you, um, what you know is that it will like Cardinals fans will immediately love him. Yeah, and yeah. that he is seems like yeah. a great dude. You yeah, know? I. Um, and so I'd love to see the the tandem of Contreras and Herrera while, with Herrera um, getting that mentoring at the big league level while Contreras plays every day. Um, it, they clearly weren't ready for Herrera to play every day last year, um, but I, I I don't know. It's it's kind of a mystery to me why he's so buried and he we don't even they've never even said his name in this offseason. It was yeah. just like we know we need a catcher. They've never said like we have Herrera, but we need someone else. You know, he, he's somehow gone from a top prospect in baseball. Like he was on a lot of top 100 lists edge of it, but still top 100 list top, you know, top 10 catching prospect in baseball to suddenly gone. And 
I just have to imagine that that was more about the like intangible side of catching and they knew that they needed someone to be the be there as the as the leader of the catching department and that's what they're going for but if well, he's not ready I, I can't think of a better like the, uh, one last point that i'll then, look, then you can jump in because yikes. if the if if he's <laughs> if he's still truly going to be this like future um catcher like catcher of the future star catcher that a lot of people think he is then this is the perfect signing because Contreras is coming in, not expecting to play 140 games. Right. And so if Contreras becomes an increasingly poor catcher, but can still hit well in year three of this contract, year four of this contract, then you've got a perfect combo where now Yvonne has ascended up to taking over the bulk of the starts and Contreras is playing DH or first, or he's done time in the outfield. He's done time at other infield positions. You know, he's an incredibly athletic dude. So, um, it, it we'll see, but this to me is a really interesting and compelling part of it. I, I think, and it's, you know, trying to follow that long meandering thought about, uh, even Herrera, Ivan Herrera. <laughs> I feel like I nailed it. Each word. Thank you very much. Perfect. Dismount. Um, yep. I think it's a win now move. It is. Yeah. The Cardinals are looking at their team. Uh, Wilson Contreras and uh, I'm going to call him Willie because I think that's fun. And I saw that he he likes being called Willie. Um, Willie. Uh, I don't know if it's working. I don't know, yeah, I'm not going to. Um, hmm. Contreras. I'm going to say Wilson Contreras the, fully <laughs> every time. The contract lines up really well with. Um, Nolan Arenado's contract. It lines up really well with Paul Goldschmidt's contract. It lines up really well with the Cardinals competitive window, like maybe a little too long. Um, if you're looking at some of those big guys, but this is a win now move. And I think probably the evaluation that happened, and I'm speculating a little wildly right now is that even Herrera comes up, Yadier Molina is like, son, you gotta do X, Y, and Z. Ali Marmol agrees John Mosellock therefore agrees and they say, we need to go get somebody who can help us win right now, who can call a big game. Wilson Contreras has the intangibles. He has been in the world series. He's done all of those things. And Oh, by the way, he's the fifth best hitting catcher in baseball with the potential to be, you know, a one or two at that position, you know, to kind of depending on how it all shakes out. So that's, I, I, I would love to hear them explain that, but to me, it speaks to the competitive window that the Cardinals are currently in and it's hard or I'm guessing what they're viewing is that it's hard to be competitive um, with a little baby boy behind home plate. Um, And that is just not the risk that they wanted to take. And I hope you're right. I hope it is um, those two. Although like I, you know, one of the questions I have here on the outline is should the Cardinals be done with the catcher position? Like, how much would Omar Navaez cost for a year or two? Um, does it make sense to have? I mean, I, I want to pick on Omar Navaez because he's a left-handed hitter who has had recent success. He is a above-average framer. He's essentially the opposite player of Wilson Contreras. Um, and I wonder, does it make sense? You need a lefty bat. You need a backup catcher. Do we keep Yvonne down? But then the real question is, how expensive is somebody like that going to be? And and, and does it make any sense? And, and I think it's worth entertaining 
but there's such a question mark with Herrera that it's it's hard to sit where I'm sitting and say anything with confidence. Yeah. I suspect that they're going to go into the season with uh, Wilson Contreras and Kisner, and then Ugh. we'll see where it goes from there. Um, yeah. But I hope, I hope that that's that I'm wrong, and I hope they go in with Contreras and and Herrera or Contr- or I'd be for Contreras and um, uh, Narvaez or you know once you get to that level, there's just like there's so many of those types of guys, you know, that are yeah. going to be like, they're not going to do anything particularly well, but they're also not going to kill you. You know, that's why they went and got Austin Romine, you know, right. and, um, well, I would, I would put Omar Nevarez a little above sure. Austin Same. Romine. No, no offense I mean, there, to Austin Romine, there, but there was a little while where, uh, Narvaez looked like one of the best catchers in baseball. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I, I hear you, but like that, that next year after Contreras, sure. Um, which, you know, another thing to point out, uh, other teams were in on Contreras. Yeah. The Cardinals have, you know, we as Cardinal fans love to lament how often the Cardinals are in second place on, on these sorts of things, but you know, who also was going for Contreras, the Houston Astros. And when the Astros are going for someone, it's kind of like anytime the Dodgers or the Rays are doing something, you're like. Oh shit. Why did the Rays want that guy from, you know? Yeah. And so like when the Astros were coveting Contreras as well, you got to feel good about getting him over them. Um, yeah. Just, although did you see, you know, uh, Jeff Bagwell, you know, he is like kind of in uh, Jim Crane's ear right now because they don't really have a GM and he criticized the Astros for being too analytical. <laughs> They, they, yeah. how many, they've been in four world series in the past, what, like six years. And they've won two of them. And Jeff Bagwell never won a championship is trying to steer the ship. It is crazy to me. It well, is so, I, hope, I, I can't I believe they, they fired James him. click or, or, yeah. or basically pushed him out. Yeah. I hope they listen to him. Too. I hope they listen <laughs> Jeff Bagwell knows what he's talking about. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Well, the, I, I think, you know, there's so I, much more we could say. You yeah. got another point you got to make well, on I'll, Contreras. I just wanted to wrap it up in the sense of saying like, this is good. The Cardinals are better right now for this deal. And I bet if, uh, I don't know if they'll come out and say this or not. I bet the Cardinals really wanted to get this done early so that Wilson Contreras or whoever the catcher was going to be can, you know, get in the system, can, can right. understand, you know, the quote unquote Cardinal way, but really more like, game theory, understanding the team, getting to know the pitchers, the coaches like catcher more than any other position is so system based. Um, I, I, I imagine that was part of the motivation and what pushed this to, to, you know, happening before next year or, or, or whatever. Yeah. That was maybe the most direct thing I've ever heard John Mazalek say as a GM (laughs) in his entire career was saying, I intend to solve the catcher position at the winter meetings. Yes. Like, who are you? Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to say that we're trying to win the world series this year, but I will say we're interested in a catcher. Well, yeah. Standard John Mazalek would be like, um, well, going into today, Andrew Kisner's our starting, <laughs> our, our, we, well, we believe he's our starting, uh, catcher and, His uh, you know, we're, is a we're joke. pretty, we're pretty comfortable with that. Um, but you know, we're, we're exploring options. 
ultimately uh, we believe well, in Andrew Kisner's ability. Um, you know, he's never really gotten a, a full chance at the position. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're, you know, it, and thank you. I did nail it. I feel yeah. like I got into it a little bit more. No, you're um, doing like a Muppet. I don't even know what that he's was. He's got a Muppety tenor. Okay. He sounds like a Muppet. He dresses like a Muppet. He's got a Muppety tenor. <laughs> um, he's very mu- He's very Muppet-like. And okay. I I love the Muppets. I think it's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he talks and sound, he, he, he dresses and talks like a Muppet. And okay. I think that's a cool. Yeah. I think that's cool. It's cool, man. <laughs> You're like Fozzie Bear. You're cool. <laughs> He's like animal, you know. <laughs> now that's a cool Muppet. I'm that's back a cool on board. Muppet. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm here. We don't know that John Mazalek isn't just Muppet Man. Three Muppets <laughs> stacked underneath a bow tie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh geez all right where do we go next so uh, uh yeah so that's the, so i mean that's it that's the that you know that's the that was the big thing going into this off season and here we are december 7th and like the biggest question is answered yeah, they, Wilson did Contreras. they did it which is cool and good and i'm happy um but do you think that they are done no no i i think full stop i don't think that they're done i think that um well I will say this. If they are done, I'm highly disappointed in them being done. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, what I will say, you know, let's like, how many times do I need to say competitive window? And like, hell yeah, Cardinals, um, they're they great at keeping that window at the very least cracked. But let's not joke about having two potential Hall of Famers at our corners and, and taking advantage of that. The last season of Adam Wainwright, yada, yada, yada. Um I do think uh, something that we need to talk about is the fact that Dansby Swanson has been associated with the Cardinals fairly aggressively as these winter meetings have gone on. And we've talked about Dansby a little bit. Um, I think you and I, well, I guess I'll say my piece and I'll let you respond. My, I, I, or, First, I'll and ask a question, then I'll say my little piece, I, I suppose. I, I don't know what to say, but Dansby is a baseball player. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. My biggest question with Dansby is like, I really don't have a reference point for what he is going to make uh, this offseason. Like, if you told me he's getting five years, 120, I would say, of course, he's had one good year but the defense is a little there. The bat of ball profile is a little there. It's not all there, but man, he really put it together in 2022. If you told me he's getting closer to 200, I'd be like, wow, this market is crazy. Shortstops be getting paid. What the hell is Xander going to get? Xander's going to get over 200. So I, I have a huge question mark for that. But as far as evaluating him, because the money doesn't really matter to you and I or anybody listening, unless John Mosellock is listening, which if he is, Come on. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's talk they don't, they about don't your like favorite Muppet. Bow, they don't like my bow tie. <laughs> no, John, I love your bow tie and uh, your little scarves and your ascots. The ascots are good. They're a little like be a little more man of the people, though, is, is what I would say. <laughs> like, like, we get it. You're a very well-paid, um, highly he's educated. Erud- he's erudite. Erudite. That's a nice word. Um but talking about Dansby, first off, great name. I know some people think it's yeah. ridiculous. I think Dansby great name, Swanson. Great, great hair, name. great name. 
Um, he has a lot of things to like a lot. And I think a lot of those, like his batter ball profile is actually very similar to Wilson Contreras, except for Wilson Contreras has a little more high end, like power, I think. Um, uh, like I, I, and by that, I mean like exit velocity, raw horsepower off the bat. Dansby Swanson swings a lot. Um, he misses a lot when he does hit it. He hits it pretty well. Um, he's got a very nice barrel percentages, very nice hard to hit percentages. He's been getting Homer happy down there in, in Atlanta over the past few seasons. Um, he is a smart defender. He is not a toolsy defender. He is a fast player. There are, there are things to like about Dansby. Um, but he's also the kind of player who could just start striking out so much that he becomes really, really rough in the batter's box. So all that to be said, like if we want to have the same conversation about Dansby that we're just having about Wilson Contreras, does Dansby make the Cardinals better? Absolutely. Is that how the Cardinals should get better? I don't know. Yeah. So I think, first of all, I think a lot of those rumors came up because of the wheeling and dealing that John Mazalek, hey, was trying to pull off. Um, God, get out of here, John. Um, <laughs> was trying to pull off in the background around trades. If the Cardinals trade Nolan Gorman, I. Signing a shortstop makes a lot more sense. Right. Um, there's a lot of things that result in holes somewhere in the lineup that you fill with a Dansby Swanson. Because I do think I will be very surprised if Dansby Swanson is well into the 100 millions. I, I am expecting low, uh, low 100 million range. Um, for a lot of the reasons that you said, uh, he's got a 25% strikeout rate, almost 26. Doesn't take much more to start getting into real problem territory. Um, and he's one of those guys who does everything average or above av- like slightly above average. And it only takes one or two of those skills dropping to where suddenly you're just average. Yeah. And I think, which is what he was for the first several years of his career. It's only this recent power that has really put him into that next level. 27 home runs the year before last and 25 last year. Um, but anyway, so I I don't think that the interest will still be there after signing Contreras. I think that the Cardinals will be content with Edmund at short and Gorman slash Donovan at second. And I, assuming we were willing to spend for Swanson, I think that money is considerably more well spent on a starting pitcher. Yeah. Um, and I have to imagine that that is where the direction will be. Like, I honestly, I think the most likely thing is that neither of those like high end level signings happen and that Wilson is the biggest move of the offseason. But um, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. But you know, it's not my money. If they want to go and do it, I, I do think it makes them better, but I'm not sure if I'm looking for a five year, a hundred million, 120 million. Yeah. Uh, Dansby Swanson right now. Yeah. Um, and you know, to kind of build off that point that you just made, and I think it's super valid. Um, and, and I want to point out the Cardinals after the, after this upcoming season, obviously Wayno is going to retire. Um, Jack Flaherty will be a free agent 
as will Miles Michaelis. Michaelis. God, I'm never going to be able to say that guy's name right. Um, and therefore, I think it makes a lot of sense to go throw boodles and boodles of cash. <laughs> boodles? Oodles? Bundles? Ducats? Um, <laughs> Tournament coupons. <laughs> uh, credits. Um, at Rodon. Um, I know yeah. you love Rodon. Obviously, he's the best pitcher on the market right now. And it's... I. I I kind of look at it. It was like Jacob Degrom when he's healthy, Justin Verlander, Carlos Rodon, or anybody else. Yeah, like Cliff. Yeah. Agree. And I, if if you're gonna spend twenty two to twenty five on Swanson, just go twenty eight or thirty or whatever you yeah. need for for Rodon. Um, or maybe he's still looking for that sort of pillow contract. You know, and you could get him for two seventy. The Cardinals don't do that sort of stuff, but yeah. you know, we're seeing that more often in baseball now. So I um, I wonder, like, tell tell me if you think I'm crazy. Could you get Rodon five years one fifty? Yes, I think you could. And, and I think if, that, year. if that's the case, you do that. You I, I you almost yeah. have to do something like that. That's the only thing that really moves the needle, unless the Cardinals know how healthy Jack Flaherty is and they want to go throw that kind of money at him. He probably wouldn't be right. that much with his health issues right now. Um, but like I said, like th- there are some guys in the minor leagues that look promising. Um, Dakota Hudson will still be here. <laughs> uh, yeah. end of list, you know, like you, you, yeah. you, not only do you have to think about right now, uh, the 23 season where I think Rodon would be a huge boon to the team. But like I said, 2024, you you know, Mosaic and team have to look that far ahead. Why not lock up the guy that you think, you know, he, talk about low miles. This guy, you know, it's been for health reasons, which is a little scary, but he seems to have figured it out to a certain degree. I I would be willing to make the bet. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, the, the health is, is it, you know, he yeah. had his first fully healthy season last year, arguably since 2016. And even then, it was still 178 innings, which is not nothing. And in the modern game, you know, that's really what you're looking for for from a starter. But, like, yeah. your high-end starters, you're still pushing 200, Yeah, you know. So we've never seen him do that. Can he? I, I think this might be the year. And in a pitcher's park like uh, St. Louis with the defense in St. Louis, he's got that high K. He's, he's exactly what they're looking for. And he's- I would, you know. He is somebody who can win the Cy Young and you can go get him with money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We're, uh, of course, running longer than I meant us to already. Let's move on really quick. Uh, the Cardinals did sign Guillermo Zuniga, uh, Zuniga, Zuniga, um, to a big league contract. Um, I guess really quick, just a couple of thoughts on him. Fastball slider combination. Uh, his fastball touches, you know, 96 to upper 90s. Um, and I just want to read a, a quick little blurb from uh, Eric Loggenhagen, the uh, prospect guy from Fangraphs. He was uh, uh, Zuniga was a uh, like a prospect in the Dodger system. So I'm just reading from that right up something I thought was interesting. Um, and he says to start 2022, we've seen nothing but upper 90s, uh, but the upper 90s version of Zuniga, uh, and he's more trim than in years past. 
and his slider execution has been more consistent. While his fastball's angle causes it to play down a little, Zuniga has turned a bit of a corner and should be considered a viable upper-level injury depth and is likely to trickle into somebody's big league bullpen in the next year or two. Um, so there's some good things. There's some fringy things there. Um, yeah. Not a slam dunk. I think really it's surprising that he got a big league deal. Um, it is. Uh, I would guess is. that there there must have been multiple suitors. Yeah. And, yeah, he took the big league deal. Um, I like it. You know, I mean, the the – your bullpen is a revolving door and we need strikeouts. And that seems like what this guy can do. And so hopefully he clicks. Uh, we've, we've talked for a while about the the struggles that Cardinals seem to have with developing pitchers, but that rule does not apply to relievers where generally the Cardinals have had a really good bullpen for a long time. And a lot of times it's finding guys like this and turning yeah. them into turning them into something. So get them in high nineties. Dodgers prospect, you know, sure. let's do it. Yeah. Worst case scenario, he's you just cut him, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's like six six or six seven or something yeah. like that, like two fifty. A big big boy, throw hard. I like it. I will say, uh, I um, his last name is really close to Zanino, that catcher. Yeah, and I thought just the way that I read you know, Twitter or whatever, which is like half reading everything. I saw Cardinals sign Zuniga and I was like, Oh no, is, it, is Mike Zanino the, the, yeah. the, the catcher solution that we landed on? You know, he hit some bombs for the Rays, but, uh, yeah. But anyway, I, uh, I was looking at Zunino as like, okay, if we're really scraping the barrel for a catching solution, we don't get Contreras. We don't get these other guys. And Zunino, he really had a rough 2022. I, uh, yeah, he, he'll he'll get a job somewhere um but man he uh he he's lost a step or two i guess uh ben he put up a cool 43 wrc plus yeah. uh last year however just a flat zero uh war so even with that so he's still got he's still got some defensive chops there <laughs> sure. um four and a half war in 2021 yeah yeah. No, he I think he hit like 40 bombs, didn't he? 33. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got those thighs that, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of power. Benny loved those thighs. I do. <laughs> All right. We've got some other stuff we want to talk about, but before we do, uh let's remind everybody how they can support the show. Uh first and foremost, if you like the show, want to support it, want to support us, the time and effort that goes into making this, the hours I spend working on my John Mazalak impression, staring into the mirror. <laughs> um, consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash talking about birds. Subscribers at any level get access to the bird score. That's our private discord server. We're in there. Uh, there was a uh, Wilson Contreras, big Willie style. <laughs> uh parody yeah uh, in there today which uh just the fact that the podcast has brought that sort of content into this world yeah. you know makes it worth it and if you want to be a part of that um get in there patreon.com yeah, if you're, if you're trying to start a rap group like let's let's do it yeah for sure <laughs> i'll uh i've that's that's my next move um 
Also, consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Man, how about online? Yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter at TalkAboutBirds. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at TalkingAboutBirds. And of course, you can always email us thoughts, questions, musings, concerns to TalkAboutBirds at gmail.com. Uh, Nate's still looking for a cat name. Um, throw those cat names. We've got some good punny cat names in the bird scored. Um, yep. keep, keep sharing those. We're, uh, I'm going to force the best name upon this little kitten. And, uh, you know, uh, they'll, uh, he or she will be better for it, I think. I agree. Yeah, we got a couple of good ones. I uh, like Raphael per call. That's good. Um, it's a good one. Yadier Meowlina. Classic. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot we could do with this. Yeah. Uh, probably uh, we'll find out um, on Monday. We finally have our vet appointment. We'll find wow. out uh, if it's a boy or a girl. So. Wow. Wow. Uh, meow. Meow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, all right uh there's been some movement in the nl central yeah uh not a lot but there has been some so let's run down it real quick yeah the uh cubbies are starting to push their chips in eh? um yeah they i I would not be surprised if the cubbies spend a lot more money this year uh this offseason but so far they have agreed to a four-year deal uh it's four years 68 million dollars for right-handed starter Former Yankee and Pirate Jamison Tyon, um, probably, probably a good signing. Probably yeah. a really good. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that he is. I mean, funny enough, he's kind of like a right-handed version of Jordan Montgomery. Like he's solid, maybe a step below Montgomery and stuff. Um, ground ball guy. I mean, we, you probably remember Jamison Tyon from his Pirates days if you haven't watched him pitch in a while. Um, and he's pretty much that guy, just like healthy and a little more effective. Um, so, so they've, uh, I, I think, like you said, great signing there. They've also picked up Cody Bellinger on a one year, $17.5 million deal. Ah, man. I had, I had all this stuff. I was planning an entire segment on this episode about why the Cardinals should sign Cody Bellinger. You prompted me last week how I felt about that. And I yeah. wasn't really sure at the time. And um, in between then and now, I decided I was all in on the Cardinal signing Cody Bellinger. And uh, now that he's a Cub, uh, all my research was wrong and <laughs> yeah. he's going to be bad. Yeah. So I'm glad the Cardinals didn't sign him. What a dumb signing by the Cubs. <laughs> well, to counterpoint, I mean, there's pretty much no way this deal goes bad for the Cubs. They have all the money. Um, the only thing he can do is perform well, and he's going to be a stellar uh, center fielder for him. So, like, yeah. I mean, two really I mean, good moves by the Cubbies right there. Well, worst case scenario, he is what he was for the Cubs or for the uh, for the uh, Dodgers last yeah. year, and that's still like one and a half WAR and an elite center fielder. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to do even worse. <laughs> I think he's done. Yeah. He's toast. Yeah. He forgot how to play center field over the I think over he, the summer, he yeah, the he, he's going to pull a Ty Cobb and he's going to climb into the stands and beat the shit out of a fan who only has one hand. Um I'm calling it right now. I listened to an entire podcast about that. Uh uh the Ty Cobb yeah. event and it was the first ever baseball strike also. Yeah. And um there was a bunch of scrub like they they you know, broke the strike by hiring a bunch of scrubs to pitch or to play. And it was like a bunch of people who had never played baseball before <laughs> yeah. were 
like there's still records today. There's a guy who gave up like the most earned runs given up in a in a baseball game is because of that Ty Cobb fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's really interesting. It's called the dollop. I know you've listened to a little bit of it, but yeah, um, they do great po- baseball stuff sometimes. So anyway, um, yeah, he's he's gonna be worse than Ty Cobb, I think. Wow. So well. Yeah. Everyone's worse than Ty Cobb, but I I, I yeah. understand what you're saying. Um, hopefully, also not a horrible racist More monster as well. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. God. Okay. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> moving on. Um, I want to throw a little speculation out, Nathan. Okay. I Benjamin. think. I think the Cubbies are going to be the ones to sign Dansby. I don't think the Cardinals will sign him. I think the Cubbies are going to dole out. That 120, 130, 140, whatever million for five, six years. Um, I think that they're going to move Nico Horner to second base. And this is they're going to have a fantastic up the middle defense. And this is going to be kind of their like signing of like, hey, the Cubbies are back. We're doing this. Um, and maybe they'll do more than that. But I think it's going to happen. We have a Vanderbilt connection. The uh, Cubbies uh, GM Carter Hawkins is a Vanderbilt uh, former player. And uh, as I'm sure everyone knows, Dansby, it was a big Vanderbilt star as well. I think there's going to be a little bit of a homecoming. I think he's going to make it happen. And I think the Cubbies are going to try to turn the corner. I don't think this, I don't think that would make them like jump up in the standings. Um, But I do think, you know, it would then be a very one, two, three Cardinals, Brewers, Cubbies. So we shall see. Well, the Cubs clearly, um, you have to see the window that's opening for, another competitive team in the NL central. Yeah. We're going to talk about the brewers in a moment. Maybe they're not throwing in the towel just as hard as we thought they were, but still like the Cubs have to see um, the, the opportunity the, to, to regain their, the top of the NL central. Yeah. Um, even with everything the Cardinals are doing, you know, it, it doesn't take much for a team to underperform and someone else take that spot. So yeah. uh, I hope they signed Dansby because I, we just talked a little bit ago about, how much on the edge of not good he could be also. And um, I bet if they sign him, him and Bellinger will go beat up uh, people (laughs) in the crowd. And yeah, yeah, it'll be great. Cool. Uh, Yeah, well, let's talk about the Brew Crew. Uh, The Mariners and the Brewers announced a trade sending second baseman Colton Wong, you know him, you love him, and cash considerations from Milwaukee to Seattle in exchange for outfielder Jesse Winker and infielder Abraham Toro. Um, I, I have a lot of emotions wrapped up in this trade. Obviously, I love Colton Wong. Um, I think this is a great trade for the Mariners. They are, uh, you know, there's not many second basemen out there. They're getting a very good second baseman, a little bit of on base skill with you. I mean, everybody knows how Wong plays. He's a he's a plus player and he's found a little bit of power recently. Um, and then, yeah, Milwaukee. You know, I, I guess I have to assume that Winker's going to DH for them, maybe a little bit of outfield, and Abraham Toro probably their second baseman now. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. Um, but, you know, I, I guess, th- like you said, like, are they is what, <laughs> what kind of move is this for the for the Brewers? Like, are they taking a step back? Are they, do they think that they can fix Winker? Because if they can fix him, I, I've talked about how, much I think right. of a fantastic hitter he is. Uh just last week you were lobbying yeah. for Jesse Winker to be a Cardinal and then yeah. this happened. Um I, I think it's a pretty good trade for both sides. Uh I think Toro's gonna end up being the real um 
sort of linchpin of this trade. So going into 2022, Dora was pretty hyped. He's only 24, coming off uh, a good, um, you know, he he put up almost one F4 uh, with Seattle and Houston. He'd moved from Houston to Seattle. People were pretty hyped on him. And then 2022, uh, the bottom drops out, and yeah. he's he's bad. You know, negative, almost a negative full F4 uh, in limited playing time. So really, really bad. Um, so maybe they see something in him that they can fix. Um, still a lot of control. Has a bit of a pedigree. Um, you know, there's a reason why he's been traded, because teams have wanted him. They're not dumping him. He's young and cheap. You know, so maybe they can figure it out and turn him around. Yeah. Um, and if so, that's great. Wong doesn't have a lot much uh, left with them. So uh, it could be good. I mean, it could end up being they just traded one of the better second basemen in baseball for a bad young player and a struggling uh, veteran, you know. So I guess as a Cardinal fan, we're hoping for that outcome. Yeah. But I thought this was a pretty smart trade for the Brewers. Winker has the highest ceiling, I think, of any of these guys. Sure. And they need offense. That's their big problem. So uh, if they can fix Winker, then, you know, Wink can hit. Yeah, it's just such a, like, two, two, I, I, I agree with you. It's a, a move that makes sense for both sides. Um, I expect the Mariners to shove their chips in a little bit harder than, like, they traded for Tay Oscar, which I thought was a good move, not a great move. They trade for... Wong, which I think is a good move, not a great move. Like, go get Xander Bogarts. Like, you just made it to the playoffs for the first time in like twenty yeah. something years. Like, push in a little harder. Go get. Well, don't get Rod Rodon because I would like him, but go get somebody. Like this. Yeah. This move is strange. Like, or the move is fine. Mariners, like, show up for your fans. What well, are you doing? again, though, to be fair, most of the free agents have not signed yet. Right. Yes. So we haven't seen much and the Mariners arguably have been one of the most active teams this off season. So well, kind of is going to be Depoto. Like, yeah, that's it's kind of hard to be critical of them right now because oh. they're actually doing something. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling critical. I, I think like <laughs> if I was the Mariners, I would just go get Carlos Correa. Like that. I think that is the stage of their franchise that they're yeah. in. They just need to go get somebody like that. Yeah, icing on the cake, cherry on top. Um, um. <laughs> the dust that they put on top of the teramisu that if you suck in, will get in your throat. L- little steak butter on top of the steak. <laughs> little marsala on your chicken. Yeah. Um, a nice, uh, some pub cheese on your burger. <laughs> God, okay. Um, all right. <laughs> should, should we move on to some league news? Yeah. There's a lot of it. it. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to cut, I, I tried to put this in like, it's trimmed down. Um, well, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about this stuff next week. Um, but we'll, we'll try to hit some of the big deals already talked about Aaron judge, the biggest deal. Um, second biggest deal, craziest deal from my point of view, Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million. He is a Philadelphia, Philadelphia Philly till the end of time. He, he's back with his buddy Bryce. Um, the Phillies are better. Yeah. Great. I mean, like, like the judge signing, you know, we'll see how this ends for them, but I think it's a great signing. I mean, they, they now 
this solves so many of their they just went to the world series yeah and you know whether you want to call it fluky or not um it it happened they went to yeah. the world series and part of their problem was defense and their biggest hole on their team was shortstop they had unmundo sosa uh so they went and got the best shortstop on the market one of the best shortstops of the last like 15 years i mean there's a reason he got 300 million dollars he's an incredible player like it's whatever money he wants and 300 over 11 years aav wise like that's gonna age pretty well unless he completely yeah collapses that that the 11 years is what i thought was so surprising i didn't think he'd get to 300 either i definitely didn't think 11 years was even in the question it's Um, like bryce harper's 13 330 you know it's like the phillies are just locking up these guys and it's an interesting experiment we've not seen many teams do this you know so in eight years are the phillies (laughs) yeah like i you know the the 10-year deal was a hot thing for a minute with like what a rod and then pool holes and stuff like that. Cano. But like Cano um, and none of those went well, uh, but also those guys were older when they took those deals. Um, yeah. You know, Bryce Harper was what 27 when he got his 13 year deal and, and Trey's 29. So he's a little bit older, but you're still getting majority of his peak. And he's, um, he's like, Dan D. Swanson plussed up by two. Yeah. He's not just he's not just like slightly above average at everything. He's like plus plus at everything. Yeah. Maybe not power because he's not hitting like 40 bombs or whatever, but he can hit 30. And in that Phillies ballpark in that lineup, I mean, it's that lineup just got so much scarier. Yes, it did. Yeah. And and like something that's crazy about him, I think we were talking about this. Maybe it was in the bird scored, but the fact that he has been in the league for uh, what what seven years or so, and he still has ninety ninth percentile speed. Like the guy hasn't lost a step yet. Um, yeah. So we'll see how he ages. Um, but yeah, good move. Uh, keep him with the Phillies. They also locked up Taiwan Walker, four years, seventy two million dollars. Opposite opinion. Yeah. Bad um, deal. <laughs> he had a good first half and then he didn't anymore. Um, and he made $72 million. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe it. I, I don't, I, I truly, this one, I don't get at all. Um, you know, he's that guy that like, I guess he's coming off maybe the best year of his career, but really it was like two and a half months of really good. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, everyone knows him cause he's been like, uh, he went from top prospect to like hot young gun. And then now he's just basically bounced around the league, getting traded or signed. And, and like, I don't know, pitchers don't usually get that much better in there at this point in his career. And that ballpark is not the no. easiest to pitch in. So no, he's a high uh, fastball pitcher too. Like, yeah, I don't it, just, get it. I don't, yeah, and like, well, Quintana, you know, gets twenty six million, and yeah. he arguably like better than Walker, like more track record. Like, I, I don't get yeah. what, I don't get where that why. Like, did they bid themselves up? Like, what? Who of there was like, as you said, there's like 
there's like a, a middle tier of pitchers that are there's just like a hundred of them right yeah. now that like why would you do that much money for him when there's so many other guys available but i don't know they got their we'll guy see. yeah we'll they see got their guy yeah. yeah he throws the ball hard uh so there you go speaking nathan of somebody who throws the ball hard jacob de grom uh yeah. is now a ranger five years 185 million there's a bunch of bonuses and uh you know if you roll a nat 20 you get an extra year <laughs> but not if it's against a bard and there's a lot of kind of little things that go into this deal but really face value five <laughs> years 185 we'll see what else happens we're just gonna slide on past your deep D reference uh <laughs> nice though um yeah i uh, this deal's getting a lot of hate. I will say, I love this deal. Oh, a hundred percent. Are you kidding me? The Rangers need to do this. Is this is exactly what the Rangers need to do? They have more. They, they, like every team in baseball, they have more money than they need or that they could ever use, yeah. and so they're actually going and spending it on the best pitcher on the planet. Uh, you know, they they have to compete against the Astros for the division they need something to break in their on their side. And so they're gambling. It's a huge gamble. Um, but if you're going to gamble, it's hard to argue against gambling on Jacob deGrom. I mean, he's incredible. And if they only get two or three good seasons out of these five, it might still be worth it. He's so good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. far and away the best pitcher per inning in baseball right now. I don't think it's close. Um, yeah. He, the health has been an issue recently. Can that get figured out over the next five years? I really, really hope so. And, you know, yeah. I think Chris Young is smart. Um, I, I do think, I, well, I, I, let, let's talk about another signing that is notable by the Rangers. Uh, Andrew Heaney, had a much more reasonable two-year, $25 million. But you look at so both of these. So why do you get Taiwan Walker for $76 million when you can get Heaney for $25 uh, uh, anyway. No, I yeah. couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And, and the yeah. only reason I even put these guys in the same conversation is because you're really betting on health. Like, the, the Rangers are betting on upside. They want, you know, they're, they're looking for the 90% or the 90th percentile outcome for both of those pitchers. And I respect that in a certain way. But you are, you are, those are two of your starting pitcher spots, and you are really, really gambling and two guys who have not been yeah. healthy over the past two years. I, I think it's great, though. Um, yeah. They like, they, they've got a lot of tools ready to, to compete, and this is their gap, and they're filling it with the best, some of the best available, if not the best available on the market. And also, I mean, are you influenced at all by what, like, Scherzer, I know he got hurt a little bit, but like Justin Verlander, you know, some of these guys are going into their late forties now and DeGrom is better than, well, hard to say better than Verlander and Scherzer, when but healthy. like when healthy, when, when healthy, he's better than both of those guys. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's worse gamble. You could be spending $76 million on Taiwan Walker, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you could. And I think like DeGrom, like DeGrom has only thrown the ball harder. He is, he, the, the signs of age he's shown is that he's been getting injured, but like his stuff has not taken, like Scherzer's stuff has taken a step back. Verlander's stuff has taken a step back. They're both still very good, but DeGrom's stuff is still 
the best in baseball. His fa- he has the best fastball in baseball, and he's in his mid thirties. Like you can't really treat him like you treat every other pitcher. Um, maybe you know I don't think he's going to keep throwing the ball harder. But at some point, it's going to, you know, he'll come back down to being a human being and he's only throwing 98. Um, and right. I bet you he's still going to be good. And hey, listen, if it all collapses, George Bush just has to sell a few more of his old dog paintings or whatever what? and he'll get his money back. Is it? Is he still an owner of the, in the no. ownership group of the Rangers? No. <laughs> no, I believe it's John Middleton. Uh, and no, he's no affiliation with the Bush family. Um, he was an owner of the of the Rangers. Yeah. I just I just wanted to make that he sold them before he became president. He was an owner in like the nineties. <laughs> it was a conflict of interest. Oh my god, was that a bit? Yeah, I just wanted to make the the painting joke. Um, I also right. like the scenario where George Bush, a very wealthy man, is like, I gotta sell these paintings. I gotta sell these. Really um, bad paintings. <laughs> I bet you some of those paintings are up at uh, the stadium somewhere. I I, I almost guarantee it. Maybe the owner's There's box. at least a suite. You yes. know, there's a suite that you go into and there's like a weird watercolor that yes. you're like, oh, this must be the owner's son who drew it. And then you look <laughs> up close and it's like 43rd w. president of the United <laughs> States of America. <laughs> uh, and your favorite president, if I remember correctly. Oh. Don't get um, me started. Speaking of Justin Verlander, we just said his name. Um, he is now a Met. Two years, $86.6 million, tying exactly what Max Scherzer is making. Um, two old men making $40 million plus a year. <laughs> I, I, You know, I don't, it's a strategy. Whatever. I respect it. Yeah. Um, all I have to say, like... We all know Verlander. He just won the Cy Young. He just won the World Series. He's uh, married to Kate Upton. He's doing everything right. He's making $40 million a year plus. Um, The Cohen factor is very, very real. He does not care. No, I mean, like, it's great, right? I mean, Steve Cohen should be in jail, but, uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) after after that, uh, you know, at least he's spending his money on baseball. And um, the Mets won 100 games last year. And they sure did. So they, there's no reason to suspect they won't be as good, if not better, this year. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about Quintana. He got a two-year, $26 million deal with the Mets. Um, all I have to really add flavor on this is great deal for the Mets. Um, I was well, really – my you, prediction was really close. So close. You were so close. Um, right when I saw it, Bennett kept saying 222. Yeah. And so 226. And you were saying that like – uh, like within a week of the Cardinals trading for him. Yeah. So uh, I'll give you it. Yeah. So nailed it. should the Cardinals have made that deal? Oh, probably. I don't know. He's like, how much does he move the needle? I don't, I don't know for a team that has the rotation issues that the Mets have. It makes all the sense in the world. Um, yeah. But yeah. The, so I, I think it matters if the Cardinals don't sign anyone else, then it's like, why did they not do yeah. that? Um, there's a fair criticism going around too to say you gave Adam Wainwright 17 and a half million, but you're not giving your game one playoff starter 13. Yeah. Um, you know, Wainwright didn't even pitch in the playoffs because of his ineffectiveness. Yeah. Um, and we're paying him more than what Quintana is getting. I think that's a fair criticism and I don't really have a rebuttal to it. Other than that, I'm assuming the Cardinals are going to use the, 
do that on use that money on something else. I hope um, you're right. And and there's of course the you know there's the legacy element of it. We're all fans. Like the Cardinals are willing to pay for fan service, and I think yeah. we like that as Cardinal fans too, right? So yeah. there's that element of it. But um, you know, anyway. Moving on, Josh Bell, uh, two years, thirty-three million with the Guardians. I think this is a great move. Um, we criticized him for his time with the Padres last year, or at the end of last year, but he had a really good start to the season. This is a guy who, I mean, he's had some little stretches where he's one of the best hitters in baseball, uh, yeah. top ten hitter. And I'm not sure he's that guy, but doesn't strike out. He hits from both sides of the ball. He can run into some big time power. Uh, makes a lot of sense for the Guardians. Um, he's 30 years old, so he's basically like Grandpa Bell for that team. Yeah, yeah he's he is probably. Oh my God! Wait, is he the only 30 year old on that team? Well, how old is Jose? Jose's getting close. Jose's like 28, uh, 29. Yeah, Jose's got to be getting close. But they were the youngest team in baseball last yeah. year. So, no, Jose's also 30. Actually, okay. uh, let's see, Josh Bell. Hold on. I just had them next to each other. They're they are almost the same age. Yeah. Um so uh Jose Ramirez was born on September 17th in 1992. And uh Josh Bell was born on August 14th, 1992. Old man so, Josh Bell. Wow. Josh Bell is is one month and three days older than Jose Ramirez. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, great move. Low strikeout guy fits right into what they're trying to do. Um, they had no first baseman. Um, so yeah, good, good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, so I, I, that's all I want to talk about as far as free agent signings. We can hit more of these next week. There's going to be a, probably more that have come in while we're recording and we'll come out to before this episode yeah. even drops, but we'll hit that stuff. Um, other thing I wanted to talk about as far as league news, reportedly the Padres offered Trey Turner a record-setting contract for shortstop somewhere in the 350 range, um, which would have outpaced um, the Mets shortstop, uh, whose name is escaping me. Uh, Lindor. Lindor, Francisco Lindor, by a few. And they also outbid the Yankees for Aaron Judge. And as we already talked about, he signed with the Yankees, of course. So... First off, weird that they missed out on two players while throwing the most money at them, reportedly. Also, does this mean that the Cardinals and everyone else has to compete with the Padres when it comes to Rodon or Correa or Bogarts? Are they just going to go get one of these guys? Has Peter Seidler lost his mind? Not lost his mind. We No, we should encourage wild spending. But uh, yeah. kind of a crazy thing that I did not expect. I did not... I thought the Padres would be looking for bits and pieces. Their team is very good already. Jose, uh, or uh, sorry, uh, Francis. Uh, Tatis. <laughs> Fernando. Jeez. You go to bed. Uh, Fernando Tatis should be coming back at some point once his suspension is over. Uh, they have an MVP candidate in Machado. Um, Soto, full season with Soto. I mean, they got a great team, but kind of changes the, you know, what what I think we should expect the rest of these offseason yeah. go when you know there's another rogue team out there just offering 300 million dollar contracts it's, yeah you know but it it might be though you know judge and trey are very specific calibers of players yes. and once you get past those two um it it there are still great players but 
it's a pretty big drop off between those two into the next level. And and I think about the Cardinals own approach to this, um, you know, who have the Cardinals been willing to extend massive contract offers to in the past? It was guys like, well, Jason Hayward, when he was still in his prime, David Price, when he was in his prime, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, you know, they, they're willing to pay for these top, top tier guys, but will not pay for like anything else, you <laughs> yeah. know? So um, maybe that's what the Padres yeah. are looking at too. Like if we can get a judge or a tray, like do it because that's franchise altering, but we're not going to drop fat stacks on Dansby or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, And I, I think that's, you're right on. Um, but I will, I will kind of put forward that I, I still think that Carlos Correa is one of those levels yeah. of play. I think he is That's a, he fair. is 28 next year. Um, he is an MVP candidate. He is somebody you could throw $300 million at. So like, there's a chance that <laughs> that infield might be some combination of Manny Machado, Carlos Correa, Fernando Tatis, Jake Cronenworth. Um, I mean, absolutely stacked but yeah we shall see yeah. Hassan Kim had a great year this year yeah um, Tatis might be outfield now going forward yeah. if, if I if, if I was I would put him in center there. yeah 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 um yeah and uh last thing I had here is the Pirates received their first overall pick in the first MLB draft lottery so uh cool i can't wait for him to be on the rays in uh five years or something yeah. i don't know who, yeah. who cares but yeah that, that I was, happened i was glad for the pirates i i like the pirates you know it's easy to in our position you know but i like the pirates i i still have fond uh you know some fondness for those two or three years where they were very competitive <laughs> and andrew mccutcheon mccutcheon and, mvp you know. years yeah those were yeah that was fun yeah um yeah speaking Beautiful of the pirates park Oh, the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Yellow. Um, <laughs> nailed it, bro. Um, Brian Reynolds, a pirate center fielder has publicly asked for a trade, which man, that doesn't happen a lot in baseball, but he sure did it. Um, and it was quickly met with a, we don't care. Uh, yeah. Shut down. Yeah. From the pirates. We look, office. what they say, we look forward to having him in our outfield for the next three years. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's like, we will not consider this yeah. statement in our future plans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whew. Oops. Yeah. You don't Swing really have leverage in, in baseball, just the way that those rookie contracts and the, and the arbitration yeah. is kind of set up. It's like, yeah, no, you're ours. So, you should play well because yeah. you'll make more money if you do. Yeah. Don't blame him, though. Yeah. Tell oh, not at all. All right. Well, uh, this has been a crazy week of of uh, really like a lot of it's been over the last handful of days. Um, so probably will be a little bit of calm now after the winter meetings. But, um, you know, there'll still probably be news trickling in. Um, but before we wrap up the episode, um, of course, we've got another dumb game to play. We've spent a lot of time talking about the Cardinal catching situation uh, for the first time in basically 25 years or so. The Cardinals did not know who was going to be their catcher going into the next season. We now know who that person is. So I started thinking, like, who have been some of the catchers uh, for the Cardinals over the last 20 years when it's not Yadier Molina? Oh, no. <laughs> and I think an interesting way to view this is through the lens of Adam Wainwright, who is 
also been a member of the Cardinals for essentially the entire time. So uh, actually, this is coming from an article that came out right around the time that the Cardinal, that Wayno and Yachty were breaking that record. Uh, I have a list of catchers who (laughs) caught more than 10 innings for Adam Wainwright. Uh, And we're playing another (laughs) round of our favorite game, Who Charted? Wow. Who Charted? Um, so Ben, yeah, we all know, uh, so there's a list top 10 catchers who've caught Adam Wainwright. Number one, I'm going to give you this one. It's Yachty Ermolina. Yeah. After Yachty, uh, <laughs> who you got? And we're going to do this uh, the standard way. Yeah. Three strikes and you're out. Oh, this is going to be a really short one. Uh, so Andrew Kisner. All right. So he what? is number, uh, he's number three. Okay. He's caught 87 and two thirds innings from Adam Wainwright. Wow. That is way less than I would have guessed. Um, all right. Uh, all, my- all of these are way less than you would guess. Yeah. Uh, my next guess is Matt Weeters. <laughs> Matt Weeters, 11.2 innings. He is number 10 what? on this list. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a slam dunk right there. The, right? the thing you got to remember is that even when Yachty was like, unless he was straight up on the IL, at the very least, he was catching for Wayno. Yeah. You know? So, uh, I mean, you're right, though. He's number 10 on He's the list. He's on the list. Yeah. 11.2 innings. Um, oh, God. It, it's going to get this is this. Oh, uh, Carson Kelly. Carson Kelly's got to be on that list, right? He caught some innings. Carson Kelly is not on this list. Oh, my God. Okay. That's uh, strike one. Yeah. You don't have any stupid little sound bites for me? No, I didn't. Um, And also, they're like super awesome sound bites. So, I'm sorry. Oh God. Um the only reason this name is even in my head is because I think somebody was tweeting about him today, but oh shit. Is it Tony Cruz? Is that a name? Yeah, of course. So I thought you'd get Tony Cruz first of all. So he's number two. Tony okay. Cruz. Okay. Backup for the Cardinals yes. for several years. Uh he has a hundred and nine innings. Yes. Um, he's number two. So you've got uh you've gotten the top. Two, Tony okay. Cruz and Andrew Kisner. Um, I will say the list gets a lot more uh, challenging after this, but there's a few key backup catchers that you sh- you will know their names. You, yeah. You'll know all these guys, but, um, you know. The only... I'm trying to just think of catchers. So there's a guy that was backing up Yachty way back in the day. whose name is just slipping me right now. Um, and I can't remember if this guy was actually here long enough to rate on this, but I'm going to say Jason LaRue from back in the day. Yeah. Jason LaRue. He's coming in at number five, um, 31.1 innings. So that's the one that I thought you would get for sure. Okay. You remember he was speaking of those pirates years. He was, the catcher, the backup catcher during that time period. So yeah. not that long ago, you say back in the day, but um, 
you know, he was, uh, he's the one who got kicked in the head by Johnny Cueto. Well, I was just going to say, doesn't that kick seem like it was a thousand years ago at this point? Well, yeah, because, you know, the last three years feels like 45 years. So, yeah. um, but what was that like? 2010 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Gary Gaetti. <laughs> I have... Gary Gaetti swinging a miss. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Here's a hint. Yeah. There is a Gary on this list. There is a Gary. <laughs> that does not um, help. Um, this won't help either, but I would think you would love this guy. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, there's this guy. I cannot think of his name right now. I know it, Elias Diaz is the catcher for the Rockies, but like, there's a name like Elias Diaz. Oh shit. Um, oh God. I don't, I, I am Mark Gruzelonic. <laughs> All right. Swing and a miss. So you're, you're out. Um, I'm going to give you the rest of the list here. I mean, you did. Okay. You got the ones that I thought you would get. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. a, there's at least, okay. I'll just run down the list. So Yachty number one, uh, and then Tony Cruz. Andrew Kisner, Gary Bennett, Gary, ben oh, oh, come on, Gary Bennett. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. That's why you'd love him. Okay, Jason Larue, Eric Fryer. Oh my god, I do not remember, remember him. Fryer. No, uh, Matt Pagnazzi. Remember him? <laughs> oh yes, but that would have <laughs> never come up. No, and then this one I thought you might get uh, AJ Przinsky. Oh, duh, yes, yeah. That yeah, then, that one makes me feel stupid. And then after him was Matt Weeters. I am yeah. I guess Matt Weeters was only for that second, but uh, I definitely I thought I felt so smart when I thought of Matt Weeters. But okay, so this is an article from uh, from uh, Fox Sports. It's actually pretty funny. They interviewed Wayno and they asked him how many he could remember. <laughs> um, and he, he got a fair amount of them. Yeah. But the funniest one is that this was done in 2022. Yeah. It was done right around the time they were breaking the record. And he didn't remember Austin Romine, <laughs> who he had pitched to like a month before. Oh, so, that's really good. Uh, yeah. he, he was but, not um, on the list though. Right. To be clear. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you got half of them. Yeah, that was tough. Um, Backup catcher is the most forgettable position, uh, yeah. you know, in baseball. So the sure. Diaz guy, when, when I, uh, I don't know what you're thinking of. Okay. Well, but again, there's been other guys that yeah. have been backup catchers, um, obviously for the Cardinals. Um, but this was just the top 10. Yeah. At okay. least that, uh, that Wayno caught or Wayno threw to. Yeah. Um, somebody, maybe somebody in the bird squad will know, uh, or I'm losing my mind or a tweet at us at talk about birds. Um, there's a guy named, uh, there was Tartamella, uh, remember that. And uh, yeah, Travis Tartamella, Ed Easley is maybe what you're thinking of. No. Okay. All right. Well, I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm oh, sure wait. that's Franci it. Francisco Pena. No, totally forgot about him. Okay. I did too. I'm telling oh, you, I there's am. a Diaz out there. I'm going to stop scrolling through an article. <laughs> okay. This is good. An hour and a half into this episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, cool. Well, 
that'll do it. Uh, big, big week for the Cardinals. Um, big Willie style. Big Willie style, indeed. Um, so this closes the book on one of the biggest questions of the offseason. We'll be back next week. Uh, we're going to try to talk some prospects, talk about the, the 2022 draft. We're going to talk about the Rule 5 draft. Yeah. What that even is, if you're not familiar with how it works. And, uh, you know, we've got a whole slew of just hot content we're gonna be slinging all off season so again check out the patreon join the birds gourd shout out to the birds gourd we love you tweet tweet um tweet tweet and until next week go john mazalek signing carlos for yeah let's road on road on road on <laughs>